Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast as we share the truth concerning these last days and what you must do to save yourself from the violent times that are just ahead. Today's podcast is a word of truth accounting of the end times. The end is coming. The end is near. Today's podcast is entitled End Times 262, The Law We Are to Keep, Part 2. The podcast objectives are analyze the importance of knowing what obtaining the seal of Elohim entails, analyze the second half of the equation of sin, analyze how the Torah of perfection is within the spirit of the law, and analyze the moral law we are to keep in these last days. This lesson contains timelines and other visuals. Therefore, if you are listening to the podcast, I advise you to watch the video version on our website or YouTube or request a PDF of the lesson so you can add the visual effect. What attainment entails. Now, we concluded the most recent podcast analyzing one of the most powerful revelations within the scriptures. That is, the passage in which Yahushua Messiah testifies, saying, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. From this passage, which is found in Matthew 5, 17 through 30, Yahushua Messiah speaks to the evolution of the law and its persistence. In doing so, he validates the law of Moses per its relationship with the Torah of perfection and confirms there are certain facets of the law we are to keep even in these last days. This truth is front and center as it pertains to the sealing of these set-apart ones. It is for the following reason, which I will offer as an early interest point in this lesson. The Torah of perfection is founded upon the law of Moses, and thus there are certain aspects of the law that we are required to keep in these last days. And if we fail, to guard these commands in the spirit of obedient faith, we will not obtain the seal of Elohim. We will die in one of the ensuing seasons in these last days, and we will die in our sins. Now, I trust I have gotten your attention with this statement, not only because it's true, but because it speaks to a revelatory matter concerning the transition between seasons in these last days. And thus, I will offer it as a revelation. Here is the revelation. Due to 
the transitory nature between seasons and the spiritual sphere. There are shades of restoration within the ceiling of these set-apart ones. In effect, many who initiated the process of restoration in the prior season may progress the work of restoration in the current season. And in doing so, they too will be on a path to obtaining the seal of Elohim. Notwithstanding, I would not have you be under the impression that this is the standard, because it isn't. It couldn't be. On the contrary, this transient model is a byproduct of many faults, primarily the fault of incompetent leaders who were eager to teach the restoration message, although they never understood it. For that reason, we find there are many outliers in this season whose path to obtaining the seal of Elohim are not as straightforward as they should have been. And this is why the Spirit has led me to revisit many of the precepts of the restoration message in this season. Remember, the sealing of the set-apart ones is the world's last chance at survival as it pertains to the terror of Yahuwah Elohim. It is our last chance to ensure that we will be guarded when the great distress begins and 80% of our world is killed off. Therefore, the Spirit is leading me to focus on the requirements of the seal of Elohim. For all who have been called and desire to obtain the seal must know what attainment entails. The second half of the equation. Now, we thoroughly addressed the evolution of the law in the most recent podcast. Vis-a-vis, -vis, we analyze how the Torah of perfection advances every precept found within the law of Moses, raising it to the higher plane of progressive spiritualism. From now, we must address the persistence of the law, that is, the manifestation of the law as it subsists in these last days. Again, as the foundation of the Torah of perfection and not as an independent body of beliefs. For apart from perfection, there is no law. Matthew 5, 17 through 18 reveals, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For truly, I say to you, till the heaven and the earth pass away, one yod or one tittle shall by no means pass from the law till all be done. Now, there are two key takeaways from this powerful testimony of Yahushua Messiah. One, Yahushua Messiah did not come to destroy the law of Moses. 
he came to fulfill, i.e. complete the law. Point two, the law will persist until the end of the world, i.e. it will continue even beyond these last days. As it pertains to the first point, we know of a certainty that Yahushua did not come to destroy the law of Moses. Remember, the law of Moses is the foundation of the Torah of perfection, which he taught us. How then could he possibly destroy the foundation of his own doctrine? It is impossible. It is nonsense. Listen to him. He is declaring, I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. In effect, he is saying, I came to demonstrate the law. I came to show you the true meaning of the law through my teaching and the example of my life. This speaks to the model of completion as it pertains to the law of Moses and the Torah of perfection. On this wise, we have proven that the law was limited in its power as it pertains to sin. Romans 8, 1 through 4 reveals, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Messiah Yahushua, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For the Torah of the Spirit of the life in Messiah Yahushua has set me free from the law of sin and of death. For the law, being powerless and that it was weak through the flesh, Elohim, having sent his own son in the likeness of flesh of sin and concerning sin, condemned sin in the flesh, so that the righteousness of the law should be completed in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Lo, this passage proves that the law was powerless as it pertains to sin, for it was made weak through the flesh. Therefore, we came to the following conclusion that I will offer as a key inflection point in this lesson. Seeing as the law was powerless as it pertains to the elimination of sin, the institution of the law was strategically focused on and limited to the exposition of sin. Here lies the inflection and the problem. Namely, the exposition of sin only represents the first half of the equation. For where there is no knowledge, there can be no sin with regards to the illicit act. This is precisely why Yahushua Messiah confirmed that he had come to fulfill the law. By his teaching and with his life, he addressed the second half of the equation by opening the door to our victory over sin. 
Lo, this is the Torah of perfection, which Shaul appropriately labels as the Torah of the spirit and the Torah of freedom. For it is by the teaching and life of Yahushua Messiah that we have the spirit, and by the spirit we are made free. On this wise, we find Shaul declaring the Torah of the spirit of the life in Messiah Yahushua has set me free from the law of sin and of death. Thus, what the law could not do, the Torah of perfection will do if we walk according to the spirit. Listen to Shaul as he is declaring the righteousness of the law should be completed in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Heretofore, seeing as Yahushua Messiah has this testimony, it should also be our testimony if we are his disciples. For the righteousness of the law, which persists through the Torah of perfection, is completed in us as we are led by the spirit of truth. This concludes our first case concerning the persistence of the law. Within the spirit of the law. Now, this brings us to our second case concerning the persistence of sin, which is founded upon the truth spoken by Yahushua Messiah. Vis-a-vis, the law will persist until the end of the world. It will continue even beyond these last days. Obviously, this persistence is via the Torah of perfection to which it evolved. However, and as I said before, the persistence of the law does not suggest we are under the law. Hear me carefully when I say, we are not to observe the law as it was instituted in its origin when Elohim entrusted it to the former nation. On the contrary, we are to observe the Torah of perfection as it is revealed to us by the Holy Spirit. Here lies the inflection and the biggest difference between the law of Moses and the Torah of perfection. And as this inflection is a treasure, I would advise you to bookmark it after you consider it faithfully. Unlike the law of Moses, which was static and directly tied to the times, seasons, and places of the former nation, the Torah of perfection is dynamic, and it is reflective of the times, seasons, and places of every member of the renewed nation of Israel. Now, there are many treasures within this inflection point, and we will analyze many of them throughout this end-time series. 
as it pertains to the persistence of the law. We must understand how the Torah is not confined to an exhaustive list of do's and don'ts. Quite the contrary, the persistence of the law is by the spirit of Elohim and by his spirit, which leads us into all truth, we come to know his will. And this, my friends, is how the law persists. For whatever the spirit reveals to us is true. This truth becomes the law. No doubt, this speaks to the dynamic, evolutionary facet of the Father's will that is unique for every individual. However, there is another facet of the Father's will that is not unique. Rather, it is made up of universal requirements we must all follow. Case in point, the Ten Commandments. As I mentioned in the prior podcast, we are to guard the Ten Commandments even in these last days. This truth represents another critical aspect of the persistence of the law. Nevertheless, there are certain edicts within the law that we are not to keep. And yet, the law persists because in each and every case, the corresponding precepts of the law were upgraded by Yahushua Messiah. And thus, they were transformed from mere edicts of conduct to principles of authority and power. Now, it is important that you appreciate how the spirit of the law was not lost in translation. That is to say, the spirit of the law is manifested in each case a precept of the law was upgraded and then engrafted into the Torah of perfection. Case in point, the law of Moses teaches us not to commit adultery. The Torah of perfection expounds upon that precept, commanding us not to even look upon a woman to lust after her. Do you see how the command against lust is in the same spirit of the command against adultery? With great wisdom, all the precepts of the law were upgraded in a similar manner. And this is one of the ways in which Yahushua Messiah fulfilled the law. For the Torah of perfection in its entirety is within the spirit of the law. A clear path to pursuing peace. Now, the question many are likely asking is, how do we know which precepts of the law should be followed in these last days? That, my friends, is the question, and we will address it in the final section in this podcast. Let's get after it. First and foremost, you must appreciate 
how it is no longer a matter of following the law of Moses. I only frame the question that way to guide you and your understanding of this discourse. Remember, the law of Moses is obsolete. It doesn't exist. And all who are attempting to follow it per its former institution, placing themselves under the law, are in a spiritual state of limbo, and they will reap all the applicable curses. That being said, the question we should chiefly entertain is most certainly this. Which precepts of the law of Moses are within the scope of the Torah of perfection and yet were never upgraded? That, my friends, is how we should frame the question. Now, we have already begun to answer this question by submitting the Ten Commandments. What I find fascinating is that most believers follow nine of the Ten Commandments religiously without even breaking a sweat, so to speak. The one that most do not follow is the command to guard the Sabbath day. For many of us, this fault stems from our prior lives within the church circuit. For Christianity as a whole does not promote the guarding of the Sabbath day, i.e. the Shabbat. And yet, this is a key precept within the Torah of perfection. My dear friends, allow me to be very clear on this matter. We are to guard the Shabbat. We are to keep this day set apart. And we are to observe all the precepts upon this special day. All who fail to do so are not only lawbreakers singly in this transgression. My dear friends, in their sacrilegious defiance to the Most High Yahuwah, they are violating the entirety of the Torah. For if we are guilty in one area of the Torah, we are guilty in all. James 2 8 through 12 reveals, if you truly accomplish the sovereign law, according to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, you do well. But if you show partiality, you commit sin, being found guilty by the Torah as transgressors. For whoever shall guard all the Torah and yet stumble in one point, he is guilty of all. For he who said, do not commit adultery, also said, do not murder. Now, if you do not commit adultery, but you do murder, you have become a transgressor of Torah. So speak and so do as those who are to be judged by the Torah of freedom. Now, this passage not only speaks to the Ten Commandments, but it also speaks to the full breadth of the Torah of perfection 
which James on this occasion calls the Torah of freedom. And he makes it clear to all that we are to be judged by this Torah. Therefore, we must continue our analysis and come to know all the Torah of freedom entails. For look, we have been warned and cannot deny. Our failure to guard even one precept will cause us to be guilty in all, and we will surely die. On this wise, all who covet are murderers, and all who break the Sabbath day, choosing to work on this set-apart day, when Yahuwah Elohim has commanded us to rest, you are adulterers, liars, and thieves. This is the beginning of the Torah of freedom. In addition to the Ten Commandments, the Torah of freedom includes all the moral precepts of the law, i.e. the moral law. These are edicts of conduct that govern primarily how we are to engage our fellow man. When Yahushua, Messiah, testified that he had come to fulfill the law, he was largely referring to the moral law. In this order, he improved the relationship between men and women by providing them with a cloak of morality that transcends the avoidance of sin by the pursuance of peace. This is crucial because there is no division within the invisible assembly of Yahushua Messiah. And thus, it is not enough that each member overcomes sin in their lives. On the rather, we must learn to be at peace with each other, and thus we are commanded to pursue it. Psalm 34, 13 through 14 reads, Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Hebrews 12, 14 through 16. Follow peace with all men and pursue holiness, without which no one shall see the master. See to it that no one falls short of the favor of Elohim, that no root of bitterness springing up causes trouble by which many become defiled, lest there be anyone who whores or a profane one like Esau. Awesomely, through Yahushua's fulfillment of the moral law, we have a clear path to the pursuing of peace. And should we follow it, we will find ourselves within the renewed nation of Israel. All peacemakers will have a front row seat. Now, here is the final word. If we sin once, we sin in all and set ourselves up before a fall. Lo, this is the persistence of the law, 
and why Elohim did not abandon it. Rather, he incorporated it into the Torah of perfection, the doctrine of his only brought forth son. And thus, we must continue to advance our understanding of the law we are to keep. We should start with a foundation of morality and a never-ending pursuit of peace. Now, here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, End Times 262, The Law We Are to Keep, Part 2. And the next podcast is entitled, End Times 263, The Law We Are to Keep, Part 3. I will post this podcast on Monday, March 4th, 2024. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the spirit of Elohim. Continue to watch, continue to pray, continue in fasting, and most of all, continue to be focused. For the end is coming. The end is near.